Okay, right. Well, I'm very excited today to be with my good friend Caroline Hayes. And we are also on that Engineering Chat podcast today going to be talking to one of Chatty Hatter's very much loved clients, John Stone, Marketing Director, Relec Electronics. Welcome to our humble abode, John. Thank you, Nicole. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Where are you today? I'm um, I'm at home. I'm up on the west coast of Scotland, just outside Oban. Amazing. Looking out over Loch Etiv, looking at the seals playing in the loch. Yeah, all's all's good. It'd be nice if it was a few degrees warmer, but uh, yeah, it's it's very pleasant. Oh, and that's that's one of the one of the advantages we have over Zoom, isn't it? That you can literally talk to people from and be. This has worked out in your favour, actually. I would say the pandemic for your <laughs> for your move to Scotland because you've, how long have you been there now, John? It's um, yeah, thirteen months now. Wow, since we moved to, and twelve of those have been in lockdown. So you you're kind of yeah, that was a, that was kind of was that in the master plan? Did you manage to? <laughs> no. <laughs> Well, we've got you here today. I've just been getting educated from Caroline about certain um, value-added resellers. Uh, so she was that she introduced our conversation today, talking about that. Let's start with the basics. What is a value-added reseller? Right. Um, well, as, as a, a, a supplier of sort of components into the electronic industry, yeah. we feel that we we have to add value. Yeah. In some ways, there's lots of broadline distributors and, and online catalogue distributors that are selling, just selling components, uh, and it's down to the um, to the, the the person that's looking for those to go and find exactly what they want. But we mm-hmm. can, if if people approach us, we can add value because they'll tell us a little bit more about what they want, what they're trying to do, and hopefully then we can tell them what they need. So. In some regards, selling standard products can be regarded as, as adding value, and we feel that we do. Yeah. Um, but in, in its sort of broader context, really, we're, we're looking at using those standard products and, and turning them into um, a, 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 a larger system. So it could be putting a module onto a circuit board with some connectors on it, or it could be designing a, a complete rack with full of power supplies, displays, that's where we can we can add some value so i mean and who is the customer i mean obviously you've mentioned their examples of what they might need you for but when would a customer choose you know choose var when would they when would they choose that who is it it would be a customer that couldn't necessarily fulfill all of their requirements with a with a standard module so they so they might want something slightly different um you know we can fulfill their requirements with a a module that's designed to go on the pcb but they don't have a PCB that they want it to go on to, mm-hmm. so we can we could put it on there with some connectors for them, um, or turn a module that again is designed for chassis mounting. We could we could turn that into something that's designed for 19-inch rack mounting, mm-hmm. um, or putting multiple modules together yeah. on an assembly as well. That's a, another common application. So there's quite a lot that a VAR would do, but if if a customer is using uh, approaching a VAR because maybe they haven't got an in-house design team what's the first question you would recommend they should ask we we we, we try and ask the same sort of set of questions with every inquiry that comes into the in, into the um into the company really we want to know as much about what they're trying to do 
from first principles. So first to get some background on the application. That gives us an idea for the kind of product that we, we would look to design in. We then want to know all about what the inputs are, what the outputs are, what kind of load they're powering, what the thermal specs are um, on, on any application, how they're going to try and keep this thing cool, what sort of reliability they're looking um, to uh, to achieve with the product, how long it's got to remain in the field. Um, there's there's a whole list of questions that we will always ask every single customer whenever they call in with any inquiry. And and I mean, how does Relay meet these criteria? You know, of all these inquiries. How does it? Um, we've got several thousand products at our disposal from, uh, I think we've got about 14 franchises now that, that are approved that we work closely with. Mm -hmm. um, so we'd like to think that we can find a product from, from one of those suppliers that will very closely meet the requirements of every inquiry that comes into the office. Years of experience as well. Years of experience. It's been doing, I mean, the Relay's been around Not for over 40, 40 years. Well, I've, I've been doing this for... <laughs> 30 32 years yeah. now um you know i started my background was with a, a swiss power supply manufacturer called melcher i was i was hired by them to work in switzerland to come back to the uk mm. as their first value-added engineer so yeah. we were working at the time with um with with local subcontractors um in the uk to to design systems for um for uk and irish oems Brilliant. So this could have included anything, for, say, from putting modules on a card to doing full-blown battery chargers for the telecoms industry. So you really have got the T-shirt, to be fair. You've been doing this a fair amount of time. You've got the T-shirt. You can definitely meet the criteria for Relic customers for VAR, I would say. I'd like to think so, yeah. <laughs> and when you're talking to customers, do you uh, encourage them to see you more as an extension to their own design team or is it more of a collaboration between what can be achieved communication is is absolutely vital with um with working with any customers on on a var project um trying to define exactly what it is that that they're trying to achieve um yes we are very much an extension of their own manufacturing facility um we really need to but we we feel that we if if we can understand what they're trying to achieve we can probably put a better solution to together for them um, with the components that we have maybe then they could do in-house starting from uh, from a raw power supply design mm. there's a lot lower risk associated with that because we're starting off with modules that have got known performance known safety approvals um, and known emc performance so we can put put systems together quite quickly and what, at very low risk yeah i was going to say that's great with with the low risk and what makes a successful productive customer bar relationship no, what, what makes those the most successful? Would you say? What make, um As I said, it's it's, it's a communication mm -hmm. thing. It's making sure that they share exactly what they're trying to achieve um, with us. If the communication isn't there, it's it's it, it doesn't it doesn't work. But um, if we can build a good relationship with them and the, and they can tell us um, what they're looking for, we can then try and communicate back what we can achieve with the products that we've got. Mm -hmm. Um, and 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 that's given us successes over the years. I was just going to say that it's a key thing as well for Relic, isn't it? It's always been about talking to your customers and the communication that you have with them and understanding their exact needs, which is, I would say, is something that you've always talked about a lot, certainly to myself and Caroline. 
Yeah, absolutely. I say it's it's fundamental for us to really understand exactly what customers are trying to do. Mm. So you've uh, a customer presumably would say they've come to you with a problem, and they know that you've got uh, a lot of product knowledge. But what other specialisms does a VAR have that can help for a specific, an application-specific project? Uh, what what specialism? It's it's having a good understanding of the um, the regulatory requirements as well. We've got a good understanding of what's required when it comes to uh, things like safety and EMC. Um, we've with with that sort of knowledge, we can turn the building blocks that we've got into a final solution for our customers. And and being able to respond quite quickly as well, it's uh, is is having the ability to to design PCBs quite quickly um, at low risk, mm. um, and also um, the mechanical side of any requirements that the customer might have, we we can generally turn those around quite quickly as well. And have you any examples of engineering ingenuity, power supply, or compliance knowledge that Relec have implemented for? particular design challenge yeah well we, we there was a nice example a few years ago where we were approached by um one of the sort of major train builders uh, in the uk they were looking for a um a, a converter to power the reading lights in in some of their trains and the product had to be uh, it was it was being mounted into the luggage racks so it had to be ip67 rated they couldn't have anyone's coke bottle exploding all over the the power supply um we had the ideal building blocks for for that so we said to them right we'll 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 make you a we'll make you a sample mm. um and they took those samples they they actually put them through all the regulatory approvals tests themselves um safety tests thermal tests emc tests um and off the off the back of that we've supplied them something like 60,000 units over the last 12 years wow. um we also off the back of that managed to turn that into a, into a standard range uh, of products with with multiple input ranges and sort of met a, a wider set of specifications as well. So it was a it was a win win for everybody that one. Mm. Yeah. But I think we turned the we turned the project round from start to um, from initial concept through to, to getting all the full approval on that in about twelve weeks. That's impressive. Mm-hmm. And did that involve sort of prototypes backwards and forwards to the customer or? No, I think I think we just made one 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 um, set of prototypes and they were straight into production. Oh, good. And you got to stand. I can't say it always goes it. smooth. Yeah, I can't say it always goes completely smoothly. Sometimes there might be some tweaks to boards that need to be uh, to be made. But uh, yeah, fair enough. But the the risk associated with these kinds of projects lies in the module that's at the heart of any custom mm-hmm. power supply. What do you mean by that? The risk. Well, so the the risk we've got known performance standards. We know we meet the safety requirements. We know we meet the EMC requirements, um, and we know what the the um, the regulation and thermal performance of that power supply is when it goes into into our assembly. So, so it's not like designing a, a power supply from a, from a a bag of bits, a bag of transformers and MOSFETs and control ICs. All that hard work has already been done. We're just implementing it and, and changing the mechanics, changing the thermal slightly on a solution for our customers. Okay, fantastic. And in December, Relate became part of the Grecian family, which is which is 
another big thing that's happened recently. What facilities and expertise are shared to enhance the VAR offering? Absolutely. They've, um, well, with, within sort of Gresham, they have um, a, a full engineering and manufacturing facility um, art disposal. Um, in the past, maybe we've uh, we've had to use subcontract manufacturers to do our assembly work, but now we can bring that sort of all in house. So um, the the sort of gap between sales and production is much much smaller. So we we would have been in a position to react faster so to our customers' requirements. That's been a real positive change. I remember. Absolutely, yeah. Oh, brilliant. So you've just benefited from that. Yep. I, I mean. Amazing. I think we've covered everything about VAR. I certainly feel like I know a lot more about it than I did at the beginning of this conversation. I don't know about you, Caroline. I think, yeah, I suppose one question I should have put down and asked is, um, are you able to say what the percentage of VAR work is for Relec? I should know that sales director, shouldn't I? Um, we, it, it's at the moment, it's probably be sort of ten to fifteen percent of what we do. Back in in my days when I worked for Melcher, at one point, it was forty percent of what we uh, what we provided. So it's going up now, basically. It will going be. Up, it, it will be going up. Fifteen percent yeah. exceeding forty percent with all your your uh, wisdom and expertise in this area. Hopefully, that is the plan. <laughs> well, we'll stick with that. Well, thank you for talking to us today about that and educating us about Varjon. It's really, really interesting to talk to you about it. And I hope we're going to have a few more of these chats in the future. So thank you. No problem. Thank you very much, Thanks, John. Nicole. Yeah. Thanks, Caroline. Thank Pleasure. you. Nice to see you. Bye. Bye.